Hi, how are you? Hawaii, aloha, Hawaii, you. What a good start. Okay, listen up, because it's time to announce that I have got new running shoes. Happy to announce this because shopping for sport shoes is crucial, you know? When it comes to picky, you gotta be picky with running shoes for comfort and safety on the long run. My previous running shoes is just a beginner's and the dampers worn out, so there's no support whatsoever. And now, do do do, level up. So I had a look around online first and I had some idea what suits my exercise routine, you know? And then um, I looked for colors, for the style, for the criteria and stuff. And most of them I was like, oh no, ew, like this is just too much, too bulky and too too cool for me and then later the other day in the physical store i fit and fit there must be the one like all shoes nowadays are comfortable but it just doesn't feel right so i got tired of fitting eventually and i nearly lost hope and i moved myself to a different category of sport shoes trail running and oh my god i saw something i held it and i thought who would wear this I cannot wear this. This is just too cool for a person like me. And then I tried them and I was like, oh, oh. So I hit the treadmill that was in the shop and I'm boom, jackpot. Damn, for the way I run, this is the best suited. So I feel it, you know, I'm gonna wear this all around festivals, gym, running shoes, anything. But I know you're supposed to kind of like separate it, but this feels so good. And um, it's not sponsored or anything, but I'm talking about Nike, Zoom X, Zigama or Zigama, whatever, how you pronounce that. But it's not very feminine style, but eh, that's my side too. So I got home and then I checked my purchase and then shock. That's the one that I thought I would never, ever buy because it's just too cool for me. But look at me now. My eyes are happy. I'm happy. My soul is happy. How are you guys doing? All good and well, good health and good summer so far. What are your plans and yourself? Because it's still summer and bring you some positive track. There's two. The first one is called All I Want Is You by Disco Lines. As for the second one, it's a techno track only for techno lovers. So the track is called Orbiter by Slinborg. So enjoy! Let's do a little week recap about my week. It has been a while. A month has passed. Basically, every weekend there was this techno party. So with all the partying every weekend, yes, I sound a little sickish. My immune system kind of crashed, so yeah. And the most recent one was a techno pool session in Dortmund, in Germany, where my DJ friends were uh, playing and hosting. So that was awesome. Hashtag support. So we were with a group of eight people with other 4,000 people. So the pool session was from noon until midnight and then went back to the hotel, quickly fresh up and then techno clubbing after that. And then after party back in the hotel, so it came really late. And guess who was driving the next day? Me. Like you know me by now, I am sober all the way. Like I said in the previous episode, in the end, Pretend to be on drugs, but you're not. Or, how Michael would say it, you are on drugs, pretend you're not. 
But I was like, huh? What do you mean? So yeah, for you guys, just choose a side. Then a little recap about previous episode. Um, reflecting on that about pro at socializing but sucker with communication with a guest speaker, Michael. He did a great job at explaining his way of thinking. You can tell he has a very different approach on the topic, giving a general overview and going in-depth. Very business-like and a lot of theories. To review the episode, shortly put, we figured... <clears throat> we, I, I mean, I did ask, clearly proven with all my examples on communication level, how dumb and naive I am, you would not believe it. I mean, I like taking dumb decisions, knowing damn well what the outcome would be, but I want to see it for myself. Sounds even dumber now. With all the experienced people before me advising me, you know, not to do a certain things, and still with my dumb ass, taking on risk, leave me alone. What we definitely not mention is the social skills aspects, because in the title it said pro at socializing, but sucker at communication. So, we lack the social aspects. Then it got me thinking, and now this episode, ta-da! So, I have been stumbling upon new phases so much lately, all because you're into partying and networking. And how did I handle this all? Why do people like people? Why do people like me or not? I figured one of the things that we all wonder about ourselves is why we talk in a certain way in social environment. Why tell the story and not that story to a group? Why you act so sassy here and not there? It has something to do with confidence? How does personality and character and your traits become you? How does confidence make you, you? Confidence is something strong. And all that brings me to today's topic about how confidence is a bitch. How did I come up with this idea of this statement? Through the episode, I will explain my thinking patterns, of course, and how I got to that statement. Just taking myself as an example. So to begin with, I... Sorry for sniffing and all. Um, I am a ballsy social butterfly. My friends would describe me as uh, a good person to start socializing with. I make you feel seen and heard. This is because my personality is light and spontaneous, showing interest towards you with... Hints of flirtatiousness. I know, it's dangerous. As for the ballsy part, I dare. Going alone to festivals multiple times. Go to a house party at 2am, not knowing 100% nobody. It was it was a date, and he invited me to come over, okay? And another ballsy thing, you know, kiss a stranger in the gym, trying to get his consent. I've been on TV dating show. So a complete extrovert, in other words. I'm sure that there are people out there... Who do even more crazy bossy things than this. So how to get people to like you? And how did I, Sean, to mutate or develop my personality and character today? I have my own way of doing that, I guess. I figured, the past month. Later, you will get to hear my tricks on how I became a social person. So yeah, stay tuned. Let's start with the basics. When it comes to your behavior, you have nature versus nurture. We all know the meaning behind this. And depending on the environment growing up, can suppress or flourish your behavior, right? Friends and family and colleagues, they all take part of your life. They form you. We admire fictional characters seen in movies as well. We mimic someone else's body language, verbal habits or attitudes, and it's most of the time done unconsciously. 
I agree. And if I reflect correctly, I recognize that I do mimic or imitate others, even sometimes on purpose, just to see how people would respond to this certain trait. So in other words, I faked it. But most of the time, you mimic unconsciously because you have been hanging around with certain people for a long time. You form this small community, just like in the old days, where tribes have certain traits to be able to recognize where you come from, which group you come from. I think mimicking is great. You start mimicking since you were a baby. That's how we learn to walk the walk and talk the talk. Slowly in life, you start to imitate other things unconsciously. Others may see it as fake, like "oh, you don't know who you really are, ew, you don't have your own personality," and that's what I hear a lot in middle school. But that's just old days. I think mimicking is great. Apart from unconsciously learning since baby, it's also a means that you take a like in someone. You are trying to understand that person's behavior. You admire their little gestures and unique traits. You want to be part of their person's circle, and if you want to be liked, you tend to imitate the ones you admire. This all brings back to the community or groups, like in the ancient tribes. But is there such thing as social trends? And I think, yes, this can very much vary per friends group, city, or country. Even you don't need to be super aware of them. Trends come along, and people slowly take them on, as well as in clothing, but also in personality traits. Character is fashion. Social trends is well displayed in movies. We get exposed to the many personas from movies, so in a way, it's cool to see, but also to mimic. We also mimic unconsciously the unique traits from friends and family to form a persona. So here's an example. So my family,、um, we were watching this Dutch TV show, and there was this person, and the person says hi. And then we really thought it was kind of like, <laughs> in a really unique way to say hi. So since then we kind of like made an inside joke from hi to each other, and no one else would understand it. So only just us. So if you see me in real life and we're getting closer, you gotta hear me say hi, hi. <laughs> so yeah, but. Traits is not the only thing what I am going to talk about. I'm missing sass and confidence. Sass and confidence are not personality traits; these are attitudes. Attitudes steers our behavior. So let's link mimicry and attitude together. So we know that imitating others increases pro-social behavior, feeling of affiliation or liking for each other, and that taking on traits and attitude is what we want to become. Eventually leads to our personality and behavior you present to the world. You don't do it if you are not comfortable imitating, and you practice and practice, and it suits you well. You become more comfortable with those traits. You become more confident. Aha!、Uh-huh. Confidence. Here it comes. Confidence comes from self-love, self-understanding, self-worth, self-esteem. Da di da di da. I find confidence paired with sass kind of a risky behavior. It pairs perfectly fine, but the way you handle situation, you gotta be careful. That's how I feel. Okay, I find myself to be on the verge of being overconfident that I could turn into a bitch. You know, that's how I feel it. Like it from those combination. I'm not even being a bitch, but that's how I feel. I'm overconfidencing myself. Not a word, but it makes sense to me. Sass and bitch are two attitudes that a lot are confused with. 
bitch is a word that we use effortlessly without really meaning anything with it. So for example, damn bitch, you look fun or bitch I love you. Anything and we use on anything while it has a stronger meaning to it. And for the trend, some like to be called out a bitch. It's not a positive thing to be called out a bitch. Here is why. Chances are it's because you're either exuding qualities of bitchiness or you're being wrongfully mistaken for being sassy. Sassy and bitchy person have both attitudes. They both have the quality of bluntness and honesty. The difference is that sassy does not come from emotional state. Sassy person has diplomatic and have a calculated approach in what they're going to say and how to act. They have a quick smart comeback and sarcasm as primary weapon. While bitchy person acts irrationally and impulsively without thinking things through. Emotion is the driving force of a bitchy person and use hurtful remarks. Another difference is that sassy person avoids drama and bitchy person cause drama. Sassy woman is fun to be around and bitch person not. Sass takes you places and bitch nuh-uh. So when I mentioned behavior comes in fashion as well, so does sassy. It's a way to earn a liking from someone rather than that it's in your character. It's an attitude, remember? So reminder of the topic, confidence is a bitch. So we know confidence is a good quality to teach yourself that and people feel that from you if you have confidence. It's a good attitude to succeed in life step by step. It's good to show confidence in social gathering. People will ask you tons of questions, so you will have to face them. People like to rely on you for social connections and for further bonding. What makes you so special? But there is also such thing as too much of everything. Too much confidence. Overconfidence. Overconfidence is manipulating yourself to thinking you are smarter and better than you really are. In other words, maybe you can call it cocky. You don't take advices from someone easily. You're dimming other person's light and nobody, well, most of us don't like that. Confidence is a bitch. When I am in a social interaction in a group and I don't know anybody, then I have to come up for myself. In social situation, when you want to build network or whatever goal you have for that day, you want to present yourself with a certain information. To seem interesting, right? The listeners like to hear something new, something intriguing, so that they can support you in some way and they expect something back as well. So present yourself in a way that people want to know you for, okay? When people hit me with questions such as, where do you come from? Do you study hobbies? And the more people get to know the basics, the more they go in depth. You can steer the conversation as well to let them know for what you are known for. When people ask me tons of questions, I felt seen and heard and talked and talked for whatever they want to know. To the point I got overconfident and that did not feel right. It felt weird and I I didn't feel myself anymore. It just felt weird and dumb. So then I stopped that. Um, instead of, you know, confidence is a bitch, maybe overconfidence is a bitch, actually. This does not apply for all the people who have overconfidence, okay? This is just plainly me explaining how I feel about when I overconfidence myself. It's just that you become something else. And with this combination, I feel like turning into a bitchy person. 
all this thinking and feeling eventually leads me to, you know, trying to find a cool caption. Me doing too cool for what I actually am. So now it also got me thinking how to get people to like you and in what way. Remember I said I will share tricks on my ways of becoming social? I will share them now. So there are seven of these steps. Not necessarily in order. So the first one is politeness. This is the bare minimum. I don't need to further explain this. Let's go to the next one. Number two, asking questions. We know to show our interest is by asking questions. Obviously, you need to be genuinely be interested in them in order to ask questions logically after another. You just enter the interest zone. You acknowledge each other's existence. Oh my god. But we don't only enter their world, but also to let them enter your world. They will ask questions back. Once you ask a question, you get more of an idea what makes that person unique. So keep asking questions in that direction. Whatever they tell you is how they want you to see them as. Number three, hospitality. This can have a little more explanation as well. People like that you do certain acts of service for them. So show that you take physical care for them. To give a round of drinks or pick them up from a location or hand out chewing gums at a festival or um, I don't know what. Number four. Flirtatiousness. Yes, I said it. Men and women both flirt to get attention to the potential mate, biologically seen, okay? Flirting can be done verbally or non-verbally. I completely stopped doing the physical touch because I don't want to get close to you and smell your scent anymore, okay? Makes no sense for you to hear this, but in another episode, I have my own theory why I close my nose when I surpass someone out in the open. Not physically closing my nose, but just, and then, you know? But that episode is called um, Body, Scent, and Odor in Dating and Compatibility. So, yeah, just listen to that and then you understand my my reasons why I don't, you know, don't smell someone so easily. But, okay, back to my point. I am physical. Believe me, I so want to touch and grab you hug you but i learned to back off it's the physical tactic that gives the confusion okay you know those tiktok that shows an example of how a guy is just being nice to the opposite gender and the girl is like i have a boyfriend and he's like what the fuck here's your lost wallet and then the girl's like oh oh i'm, I'm sorry come back and he's like no fuck you but this is an ex- extreme example but this is how it feels like Um, in the flirting friendly situation so long story short if you want specific attention from someone just go one-on-one if you are in a group community whatever we got okay we got politeness down asking questions hospitality and flirtation so far you get my point so number five storyteller storyteller can come in different forms whether in person phone call, FaceTime, or on a podium. People like to hear new stories. And you want to imprint your story long-lasting on the other person, right? You want to be remembered. Everybody has their own way of telling. So when someone asks me a question about me, 
Then I continue with a tint of abrupt storyline, where nobody knows where that comes from. So then I have to back up my thought process to explain to them with a little tint of uh, vagueness and cuteness. That is just my style. Like, I, I for sure want to improve that, but it's not really going well with that. So eventually, this is just my style. I can't really help it. Oh, and I have finished my stories, which is a bad trade. Um, and in that way, they ask, like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I will continue the story. But that's just me. Um, and storyteller, humor. Obviously, we like that a lot. But not everyone has that in them. In my opinion, humor is not so important. Because what is humor? What's humor to one person is a different kind of humor to the other. For me, what really counts is enthusiasm and spontaneity. Um, spontaneous, yeah. That is the key to bring your story across. Or, <clears throat> or you can learn by watching a lot of com uh, comedy shows then in that way you can kind of like bring humor onto the table. If you ask me what I watch on Netflix, it's a lot of comedy shows. I see so many advantages of that. So, you know, spirits up and it's educative, uh, lots of viewpoints, and you slowly mimic the comedian traits as well. But don't force humor. You just need to, you know, let it happen naturally as well. So, number six ask for advice. This is what's going to become uh, interesting. What you ask for is a piece of their mind and their quality. You are pointing out a shared interest and for the other person they feel of use and that they have seen you. So asking advice can be of anything. Ask what exercise they do in the gym or you know ask uh, what would you do in this love situation for example. Just be careful that you don't ask everybody for advice. That comes over desperate and that the previous person you asked advice for doesn't count. So yeah, watch a little bit for that. And the last one, number seven, on how people get to like you is by your name. So silly to be one of the tricks I'm sharing with you. What we do is to always ask each other's name. You give out your name so you show you are someone of importance. Even though we are shit at remembering names, but that's why we have WhatsApp and Insta. So name and memory goes hand in hand. There are thousands of Sam and thousands of Jake, thousands of Marias, but still. Check it on your own contact list. For one name, I don't see that name more than three times in my contact list. So that way, names are super unique, even though it's widely used, but you only get to see not more than one or two. Okay? Think about it. Nicknames is also a great way to distinguish yourself from the crowd. Shant. Is that for Chantel or Shant? No, 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 no. It's just Shant. Okay? Oh, okay. Call you? Can I call you Shanti? No, please don't. It's just Shant. Thank you. So if you must, you can even give yourself a nickname so that people can remember or recognize you for. So all of these steps that I, I mean, like I reflected, that is how I approached uh, the situation to be social. You can follow these footsteps, but you don't have to. 
But in the end, how real am I? How pretentious am I? You never know. The factors what influenced me to become a better social person is uh, observing comedy, either by listening podcasts or watch comedy shows, or you already are a natural storyteller, jokester. The other is that that attitude is a trend. So to be sassy and classy, but not bitchy, okay? And what I notice is that the older you get, you notice everyone has that social skills, but in different ways, of course. Everyone is just a bundle of soft, flying, positiveness, butterflies, but you are not going to outstand the other. That's fine. I no longer care. Okay, and that's how I got to the title of the episode, pretty much. I hope you find something interesting from this episode. Do you have certain tactics on approaching people socially? How so? Why so? If not, you can always imitate others. But yeah, do what you want. Okay, I don't like asking for help, but my advice is for you to click that digital button. You know, that review and that rating. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, thank you for your support. How does your next week look like? For me, I'm off to Switzerland again for a week. And in the weekend, because it's still summer, I'm going to open air festival. See how it looks like over there. And I welcome even more chaos once again in my life. And of course, pretend I am on drugs, even though I'm not. So, have a nice day. Have a nice week. Have a nice weekend. You'll hear from me soon. Tschüss.